This is an AMI podcast. I'm Kelly McDonald. I'm Ramia Amadin, and this is Kelly and Ramia. Now, of course, the same way that you go and check out all these great AMI audio original podcasts is the same way that you can go and check out Kelly and Company on your favorite podcast platform because we are also available over there. And we're available in full show podcast as well as segment form because sometimes it's just a bit easier to share that content uh, bit by bit snippet by snippet convo by convo and if you check out the full show podcast we have some bonus content on there a vanity card as we call it today i've got one for you at the end of the show and then tomorrow margaret no i lied not margaret grant is going to give us his i think very first vanity card so that'll be nice because we like to get here from different members of the team on that short voice clip I'm Ramya Amadin here with Margaret Weldon, and you're listening to Kelly and Company. Okay, now I know, Ramya, I kind of laughed at you at last segment, so I guess here's your turn. It's time for our Science Center segment, where we learn about fun and fascinating exhibits from across the country. And today we're joined by Brian Anderson, the Director of Performance and Fun from Science World in Vancouver, who's going to talk about some of the events that are taking place right now. But before we do that, Brian, could you maybe talk a little bit about what your role is and maybe talk about the enjoyment you get out of that role? Oh, I'd love to. Um, I am director of performance and fun times, which kind of splits my role nicely. Uh, I I do a lot of the performance aspects. So a lot of our science center, we have uh, live demonstrations that we do in the building, that we take out to public events, we take out to schools. Uh, And this is a really great way to engage with people, um, to have an idea of, actually making predictions, doing all those great science things, and then seeing the the reactions to what your predictions were. What happens if we mix this? Or what, what do you think is going to happen with this particular fireball or things that are going on? Um, I love the part of my job there where it kind of overlaps. I have a weird, nerdy collection of theater guy and science guy. So being able to put a theatrical bent to the science process is kind of a fun thing. I also really enjoy the fact that I can take science communicators, uh, people who maybe just come out of university and are looking for ways to, to better show what they're passionate about in science and share that with other people. Mm-hmm. The bringing people yeah. together through science and fun. I love that. So what it's makes fun. science world, yeah, what makes science world uh, a fun family spot to go to this holiday season? I think the big thing is it's very much directed at your own pace, depending what age of uh, family members you've got there. Uh, we've got things for under fives. We've got things for uh, seniors. We've got things for all different ages coming through and a lot of different topic areas. Uh, one of the big features we have right now is from the uh, Natural History Museum in New York, uh, T-Rex, the ultimate predator. Uh, it's first time outside of our first time appearing in Canada, and you can hear all the things about the Tyrannosaurus Rex family, if you've ever been curious about that. Uh, We have our live shows. We have a tinkering gallery where you can try building your own inventions, uh, putting things together in different ways. Uh, The Under Fives area, Wonder, is just a brilliantly designed gallery that's all about the the learning goals that you find for early childhood. 
So the, the kind of explorations and the, the ways that the brains are developing when you are at the, the two, three, four-year-old level. Wow, that, that's that's really yeah. quite amazing there. Yeah, and I, I love the idea of um, being able to build your own um, invention too. That was always something that fascinated me. But let's go back to the T-Rex uh, predator experience for a minute, Brian. What can yeah. people expect when it comes to, um, you know, maybe taking the exhibit in with all of their senses or maybe even some of their senses? What can people expect that? Well, what's really neat about this one, I mean, we've had previous dinosaur exhibits where we did, would be the kind of classic uh, animatronic. So those ones can be a little bit loud. Uh, those ones, you'll sometimes have the moving dinosaurs. We have those in other areas of the building. What I love about what they've done with the T-Rex exhibit is it's largely visual. It's done with uh, projections. So you'll see a classic, here is a dinosaur skeleton like you might see in a museum. But then the shadow of it will actually start to move. So it's not just the spotlight of it but they've got a projection there to show a little bit about how this creature would have moved in life, uh, what the different muscle joints are, how we imagine that it would actually do its locomotion moving around. The other thing that I find is for, again, for visual people, there's a lot of really wonderful imagery in the T-Rex gallery uh, about the T-Rex family. So people think of the the Tyrannosaurus as being kind of the the main one there, but the Tyrannosaurus, uh, they span many, many millions of years. And so there's, there's all the cousins of the T-Rex there as well. Uh, if you like things that are a little more tactile, we have a, a dig pit. So in this, uh, there are buried fossils that you can actually use the tools of the paleontologist and uncover uh, and find your own fossils within. Oh, I love that. That is super exciting. Yeah. And of course, the the imagery and shadow casting you're talking about would make for some great audio description as well um, for people who are, yeah. are have blindness or low vision. Yeah, yeah. Lots of neat things to uh, experience in different ways as they go through. Another mm-hmm. on the tactile, we've been very fortunate. The, um, the Terrell Museum in Alberta loaned us one of their actual dinosaur teeth. So we have that that you can actually ask oh. one of our staff to take out. You can feel you can feel the little serrations on the edge of the tooth and know that this is a millions of year old actual dinosaur tooth. My goodness. Well, you know, we are clearly and obviously fascinated by these prehistoric um predators and anything else. Any of these discoveries we keep finding, we're just absolutely honed in on that. Why do you think that is? I think it's a sense of something bigger than ourselves. Uh, I know for a lot of our younger visitors, they, they love the fact that there's, there's these creatures that lived many, many years ago that are bigger than mom and dad, that are, they may be scary <laughs> at first, but now they're, right. they're, they're fascinating to, to learn a little bit more about. Um, yeah, I think it's, it's a little bit of the unknown, like the fact that you find these fossils and it's, it's classic science if you're having to do some mm. detective work, like, all right, maybe I have just this bone or this bone. How does it come together? What what was this creature actually like? Wow. Okay, so maybe you could tell us then, Brian, what is the Sacred Journey exhibit and what can visitors learn from this particular one? Yeah, Sacred Journey is a wonderful exhibit. We've been given the opportunity to host it. Uh, it was developed by the Healthsick Nation, uh, and it's looking at the tribal canoe journey, so just kind of the, the technology, the history, the, the social aspect of Indigenous people traveling in canoes, the different types of canoes, uh, the purposes of the journeys there, and the the learnings that came out of them. So when you come into the gallery, there's some beautiful projections again. There's some beautiful uh, audio elements. 
Um, they've built it quite nicely that if you move from area to area, they have uh, very focused speakers. So you're only hearing the audio in one section for the area that you're looking at. Um, the exhibit itself is kind of uh, structured around uh, the architecture looks like a giant canoe when you go through. So as you come in, there's, there's projections or video displays telling more of the story, but also it's, it's a quieter, it's a more reflective space. Um, it's an opportunity to just to learn more about this culture and these technologies um, without some of what we will sometimes lovingly call the pinball action of the rest of the museum, uh, where you have a lot of people running around. And and these, um, you've been very in tune to all these different needs that people might have and different ways that people experience a space like this. So if you prefer to explore exhibits in a more relaxed way, uh, can you tell us about sensory-friendly mornings at Science World? Yeah, we run these every couple of months. Uh, it's generally a Saturday morning, and we'll open the building a little bit earlier. Normally, we open to public at 10 o'clock. Uh, we'll open at 8 in the morning and just have a couple of hours where we've turned down the volume on the exhibits. We've added a little bit more light on different areas. We have um, spaces available if you just need a little bit of room to decompress. Uh, we do run some of our regular demonstration shows, but very much focused on um, we'll be doing some of the, the gentler, quieter kind of things there. So if, if sometimes it feels more like a too much sensory input coming in. This way you can experience the same things at Science World in a, a quieter, gentler kind of way. Are there any holiday-themed exhibits coming up, Brian? Uh, we have always very busy around winter break, uh, but nothing specifically holiday-related there. We're, we're planning extra things out on the floor and extras of our, our usual uh, things going on. Can you talk okay. about some of those usual you... things just a little bit? Or, or, or... Oh, sure. <laughs> um, some of the things that we like to have out, uh, in addition to the live shows, um, we'll have uh, roving demonstrations. So they can be things like learning a bit about um, rotational motion by learning how to do a juggling trick. Like people can learn how to spin plates, little plastic plates on the end of a stick. <laughs> um, another one that's always very popular is uh, using static electricity to uh, make pie plates lift up or make people's hair stand up on end. Um, there's an opportunity to interact with some of our uh, living ambassadors in our search gallery. We have uh, stick insects and various creatures there that from time to time the, the staff in the gallery will talk and show people a little bit more of those. But yeah, there's a explore at your own pace, but there's science. also lots of activity happening with our staff. <laughs> yeah, no, the, the static often. electricity loop rings through because all our, our cats, there are a couple of cats who live um, in my building with my friend's cats and they're, they, they've become very static electric lately. I don't even know if that's the phrase, but anyways, we, I don't think that they've made any pie plates stand up, but it's, it's a fun thought. You never they're know. Well <laughs> yeah, that's it. Oh my gosh, I love it. Do you get a lot of um, students and, and young kids piling in from school trips around this time, or is it more quiet and, and families coming in? Uh, this is the time of year where we do see a few more uh, field trips coming through, generally uh, leading up to the winter break. Uh, we get them in the morning times, and then in the afternoon it tends to be a little bit quieter with just families. But yeah, in the morning, okay. not unusual to have three or 400 uh, students coming through on buses in, in a half hour between 9.30 and 10. And then they'll Ooh. be around till around lunchtime. 
the sensory right. friendly morning sounding really good. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> yeah. Quieter. Sensory friendly is a, a much quieter than 400 students arriving at once. Yeah. Well, I yeah, can imagine exactly. that. Sure. Yeah. 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 I'm curious uh, about any um, other anticipation for exhibits. You talked about the Alberta Museum um, lending you some things. Do you have any other uh, stuff on the plate coming up soon like that where um, you're looking forward to some upcoming exhibits or any other exhibits even from the the this year in the past that you it, that sticks out to you as a highlight? Well, it's always fun to collaborate with other museums. Um, there's some wonderful ones across Canada like uh, Science North developed some wonderful traveling exhibitions. Uh, trying to think how was that period about a year and a half ago we hosted an exhibit of, they had called Arctic Voices where it was looking at all of the uh, indigenous peoples but also the wildlife and the, the the climate science that's happening up in the Arctic right now um, we have a few things in the pipeline but I don't think I'm allowed to talk about them yet a couple of new ones that'll be coming next year but definitely exciting things once the T-Rexes go back to New York um, another one that was actually <laughs> just my nerdy side, a favorite, we had a, the science of video games a few years ago. So this was classic old arcade games, um, home systems you might've used, but examining the, the technology, the, the coding, the, the, I, what I really liked about it was examining the art aspect of it as well. Like we're very big on, oh, yes. uh, science, technology, engineering, but art and design as well. The A in steam is a big part of what we try to do. Wow. Brian, you know what? We can tell you're so excited about your work. We uh, wish you lots of luck for the upcoming future. <laughs> and, and, thank uh, you so much. Thank you for your time. In the title. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you so much for, for your time this afternoon. Thank you so much. It's been great to be with you. Okay. Thank you. That was Brian Anderson, the Director of Performance and Fun at Science World in Vancouver. We got to get out there more often. And uh, that's all I can yeah. say about that. Oh my gosh, I love the all kinds of interactive elements in uh, all the different ways. And what I love is more than one way to try something out, which is really, yes. really fun for science and for learning. We have our weekly roundtable conversation coming up after the break. And Karen McGee, our content development specialist for Eastern Ontario and Quebec, will obviously double check that with her when she gets here. But anyways, that's how we know her as we'll be with her after the break. <laughs> Hi, I'm Jenny Bovard. Join me monthly for Low Vision Moments, where I speak with awesome guests about some of the amusing things that happen when you're blind or partially sighted. Watch on YouTube or download Low Vision Moments from your favorite podcast distributor.